Hello, gorgeous. My name is Pam Rocket, and I am the host of the Divine Health Podcast. I'm a nutritionist, health and mindset coach, author, and entrepreneur. I am deeply passionate about helping you achieve everything that you desire when it comes to creating your highest health and wellness. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspiration and education for all things related to health. We're going to dive deep into topics on nutrition, well-being, finance, motherhood, relationships, spirituality, and so much more. I'm excited to share tools, resources, and conversations with other experts to help you see the infinite ways that you can manifest, create, and embody divine health habits that nourish your soul. Thank you so much for being here. I already know we're going to have so much fun together. Let's begin. Welcome back, lovely souls, to the, another episode of the Divine Health Podcast. Today, we're talking all things fear and overcoming fear. And I'm very excited to talk about this because I recently had an experience where I was able to overcome one of my biggest fears. And that's what I'm going to be sharing in this episode. But before we dive into it, I would like to start by just saying, what is fear? We all know it. Uh, we know it by a feeling. Fear is this intense unpleasant emotion in response to perceiving or recognizing a danger or a threat. So this is very helpful. It helps us to stay alive and to stay safe, which is really important. But the thing is, is that sometimes these threats or perceived threats or dangers can actually be totally safe and totally fine. And fear can get in the way of us growing, getting out of our comfort zone. Again, to expand that comfort zone, sometimes we have to go into that discomfort, which can feel dangerous when in actuality it's not dangerous at all. And I think it's very important to notice that, or to note, like a little side note, that sometimes, yes, you are in, there can be dangerous scenarios where that fear is very valid. So if you're walking home and someone's following you and all the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, that is your body trying to keep you safe. And in turn, what ends up happening when you feel that fear is that you will actually have physiological changes that can help you. So that fight, flight, or freeze so that you can get out of that dangerous situation and get yourself to safety. So you will notice your heart might start pumping harder. You might get uh, a dose of adrenaline where you can run faster than you could before or extra strength. But sometimes we are not in fear and we're actually just holding ourselves back because we're afraid of the what ifs and our mind loves to play the worst case scenario. So I just wanted to share how I use my spiritual practices to overcome fear. And that was my fear of heights. I've had this my whole life. So just to put it in perspective, and we have fears on, on all kinds of things, and I'll go into some of them. But yeah, just to put it into perspective, when our family goes to the jumping rocks, I go off the smallest one. And it took me a long time to build myself up to actually jump from the smallest one, which actually isn't that high. And then when I did it, I was really proud. And I was like, kids, aren't you proud of me? Mommy went off the, the little jump and like, here they are going off the big ones. But it's just, it's something that I can't explain. I've just always had it. Um, and sometimes these fears can come in ancestrally, like maybe your parents had a fear of that. And then or the, their parents, it can come through in the DNA. And you're like, I don't know why I have this fear, but I have it. And I know people who have fears of snakes, who have fears of small places. There's so many different types of fears. And 
Some of them are fears of not being good enough, fear of failure, fear of abandonment, fear of success. There's so many different ones. And I think the real cool thing to do is to to just look at it and really be curious. Like, where does this come from? Because like we all have them. And the idea is to say, is this holding me back in my life? How is this holding me back? And what do I need to do about it? Obviously, there's certain ones where like a fear of spiders, it's not really holding you back in life for the most part, right? But a fear of abandonment, so never putting yourself out there or never loving or never starting the business because you're afraid of failure, it's like that's limiting you because if you have this desire on your heart, this purpose, this soul mission, but you hold yourself back because of fear – that that's where it can start to be an issue. So just get curious. That's what the whole premise of this episode is, is being curious about your fears, where they stem from, and courageously overcoming the ones that feel would make a positive impact in your life and allow you to grow into the person that you desire that you want to be. Because life's too short to play small. It really is. Like I think that we have all this time in the world And for some of us, you might, and for some, maybe not. But do you want to play small? Do you want these fears to hold you back? Do you want to water yourself down? Add to your list, how is fear holding you back? So really just get curious, maybe journal on it, spend a little bit of time investigating where fear shows up in your life and if it's limiting you or holding you back in any way. And what you can do to empower yourself. And that's what this is all about, is just empowering yourself. So again, I'm sharing my experience with overcoming uh, my fear of heights with skydiving (laughs) and what helped me to overcome that fear. So I'm going to give you some tools, strategies, and resources that can benefit you in where you're at. And I just, this is why I love spirituality and my spiritual practices so much, because Yes, they're so great for soul alignment and intuition and so many other things, but also overcoming fear, which is super cool. And I will share how I use that in a tangible way so that you're actually getting something out of this experience than just me sharing my experience. Again, coming evolutionary of, yes, you know what I mean? (laughs) Back when we were hunter-gatherers, so coming back to the root of fear is that we were always looking for threats. And that was a good thing because it would keep us safe, right? So back in the day when we were hunter and gatherer, we'd look and say, oh yeah, there's, you know, a poisonous snake, danger, danger, go the other way. Or like fight or flight would kick in so that we could defend ourselves so that we could actually live longer. So it was a really good thing. But now we drive to the grocery store in a nice car or you, you know, like even if we're walking or we're taking the bus, like we're, we're generally pretty safe. So We don't have to look for fears the same way we used to, to survive, but yet that mechanism is still in our brain. I think that that's why so often we always play the worst case scenario, the worries, the what ifs, and those mentalities can really hold us back. And that was another kind of experiment for me. And again, I'm not a scientist, but I love to share what works for me is training my brain to do what I actually want it to do and not to go into the worries, the what ifs, the always looking for threats. Because the thing is, is like when you are expecting 
hardship, like going back to the law of attraction, what are you putting out? What frequency are you emitting? That you you want to attract things to go not great. You want to attract the worst case scenarios. I don't want to do that. So I want to be mindful of everything that I'm thinking, speaking, um, spending my time, energy, money, resources, brain power on. That's why, like when I go on social media, I don't want to spend my energy on things that are lowering my vibration. I want to spend my time and energy on things that expand me, that feel really good, that allow me to connect with who I am on a soul level. We get to choose. And it's that repetition of what we focus on that can really empower the way that we think. And so I'm a big believer that we can retrain our brains. And I want to share how I worked with myself to do that in this experience. And I think it's so empowering because if you can do it in one experience, you can translate it into so many other things. Let's walk through the experience. When my husband, Mark, booked a surprise date for us, because this is how it started, I was like, we need some fun. We've been married. We've been together for 20 years. So everything we've done, every date, we have, we've done the axe throwing. We've done the dinner out. We did, we, we've done it all. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful for that. But I was like, I just am missing fun. Like, you know, when you first start dating and you're just like so excited to like, try this new experience with this person. That's what I was craving. And that's what I communicated to Mark. Again, be mindful of what you wish for, which I think is is so funny. I was exactly saying to my uh, a person that I work with, I was like, I just hope it's fun. you know. And in my mind, I was like, are we going to VEDA? Are we doing this? Like, what are we doing? I had no idea. So he booked this surprise date for us to spice up our marriage, to bring in some fun after 20 years. And I couldn't wait to figure out what it was, what we were doing. And he had planned it that Saturday morning, the kids got picked up and I was like, okay, I can't wait. Tell me, tell me now. And he said, check your email and you'll see what the surprise is. So I went and checked my email and it said, congratulations, you are going skydiving today at two o'clock. Oh my gosh, you guys, my whole body shut down. Like fear was the immediate experience. I started to freak out. I couldn't imagine like my brain right away went to like, I can't imagine sitting at the edge of an airplane and thinking like, this is a good idea to do, to jump out. My heart started racing, like physiologically things were, um, happening. My body was clenching and like fear was just consuming me. I was just like in full on panic mode, like, Oh my God, what did you do? And at first I was upset with him for not asking me first and putting me in this situation because I thought, okay, I have one of two options. Option one, be cool and jump out of a plane. Option two, be a lame that doesn't jump out of a plane and always wonders what if. And both thoughts felt like I was losing in that moment. And it just really felt like a no-win situation. But he told me, he's like, I know you, I love you. I know that you will do this and that when you do it, you'll have such a rush after you won't be able to stop saying, woo, <laughs> and you will be so excited that you felt that fear and you overcame it. He's like, I know that you can do this and I know that you will. And so I went into my practices. I It was like, I just need some alone time. And I just asked myself, like, would this be a fun experience? to do this with my partner. And I was like, yes, it would be really, really exciting, but I, I, like, I'm really scared. And then I asked myself a, lo a 
a little bit deeper. And I think that this is a really important question that you should ask yourself anytime you're contemplating something because it, it you'll get an answer really quickly. So I asked myself, if I got a terminally ill diagnosis, like if I got a diagnosis that I had six months to live, would I jump out of this plane with Mark? And the answer was, fuck yes, I would. A hundred percent I would. And then it was, so it was clear to me, I'm jumping out of a plane today. That's what's happening. And I want to do this. I want to have this experience. So it gave me that clarity that I was searching for. And so once my soul was like, yep, we're doing this. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I think this is important to note is that I'm not afraid to die at all. I believe in divine timing. I believe in soul's purpose. I don't believe in worrying about what ifs. I believe that when it's my time to go, I'll go. And that I believe it's really peaceful and beautiful on the other side. And I don't feel like life ends. I feel like you're just in a different form, if that makes sense. So I'm not afraid of that. But I am afraid of not living my life to my potential. I'm afraid of playing small. I'm afraid of getting to the end of my life and saying, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have played this a little bit bigger, or I wish I wasn't so afraid of this. And so this was one of those moments where I was just like, this is it. I'm fully living. I'm all in. I have full faith that this is going to be a wonderful experience. The decision was made. I was just going to freaking do it. <laughs> and that's the first step. Anytime that you're feeling fear, sitting with yourself and saying, where's this coming from? What's the decision I'm going to make? And this is the problem that I see most people make is they're like, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. And then six months to a year to however long it takes before that limbo is either their new normal, they never do it, or they get so uncomfortable about the back and forth that they finally just freaking make the decision. So that's the first step, making the decision. So once I made it, it was solidified. There's no going back. This is what I'm doing. And then I decided one step further, I'm going to enjoy this experience. So even though I'm afraid right now, I'm going to come to my spiritual practices and I'm going to transmute this fear into excitement. This is going to be the funnest thing that I've done in a really long time. Instead of this is the scariest thing. I don't know if I could do it. Can you see how the energy is so different? So I just really started to play with my mind and my thoughts and my beliefs and what I actually want. And I want a really exciting life. I asked for this. I asked for fun. I asked for excitement. That's exactly what I got. So I decided to graciously accept the invitation and become excited. And that was a pivotal moment when I decided that I was going to do it. And I decided it was going to be exciting. And so what I had to do next, because we had to watch this video where they're like, there's no perfect plane. There's no perfect pilot. There's no perfect parachute. There's no guarantee there. You know, we had to sign waivers that you might experience death and all of that stuff like kept bringing fear up to the surface. It would bubble up and then I would breathe through it. So I, I turned uh, again, that fear into excitement. I kept the affirmation, this is going to be one of the most exciting things I've ever done. I'm so excited to experience this. I would come back to my breath work to calm my nervous system and remind myself that I was safe. So before we were waiting to go, I would just breathe and I'm safe. This is going to be so exciting. And 
my my body, my soul, everything got on board with that. It's it's so interesting, you guys. It's so, so interesting that when you have that awareness of and control over, I can say that I'm terrified and this is going to be an awful experience, or I can say this is going to be exciting and I'm I'm like pumped up and my nervous system is regulated. Both those things I had control over. It was just, what am I feeding into? Am I feeding into the fear and allowing my body to run amok? Or am I feeding into what I actually want and working with my tools and my my body and my spiritual practices to like self-regulate, which is so cool. It's so, so cool. And I'm excited to teach this stuff to my kids. And Mark and I have been talking about this because they can have a lot of anxiety about things and and teaching that, that that emotional regulation is so, so huge because I think so often we're not taught it at a young age. It's just like, don't feel your emotions or don't, <laughs> don't do that. But it's like, okay, feel it. And like, how do you actually want to feel? So I turned to breath work and then I turned to visualization and meditation. And this is the game changer, okay? I really want to highlight this. Visualization and meditation transformed this experience for me. So I got this from Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I believe that he shares that your brain doesn't understand the difference between what you envision that you're doing or that you've done and what you've actually done. And so when I learned that, I was like, okay, this is very powerful stuff. So I sat in the car before we were going to go and I envisioned myself, I, cl- I closed my eyes. So I got into my meditative, my meditative state with that, my breathing. I was regulated and I envisioned myself being so excited walking up to the plane. So I was going step by step through the experience. So I was like, okay, I got my harness on. I'm excited. I feel safe and just exhilarated. I envisioned walking to the plane I envision getting in the plane. I envision enjoying the plane ride. So not even being in anticipation and stress on the way up. I envision enjoying, like I get to go on a plane ride right now. I get to be around all of these wonderful people that are so excited and lit up for life. That energy is palpable, you guys. I could have wasted that focusing on fear and being like, oh my God, I got to jump soon. Oh my God, I got to jump soon. I didn't do that. I didn't even go there. So I envisioned the plane ride up and just like loving every minute of it and loving the anticipation of it. It's like Christmas Eve, like the excitement before Christmas comes on like a different level. And then I envision going to the door of the plane and just looking out like eyes wide open, loving the view and being like, what a freaking experience this is. I love flying and I love looking out of the window and seeing the ground and seeing when you're up off the ground and when you go to a different country and you see their island or place from uh, above that bird's eye view, I was like, this is amazing. So I, I translated that from traveling. So being in a plane to going outside of the plane and me being that experience. So I envisioned looking outside and instead of being like, I don't know if I can jump or not, because that's what my body said in the beginning. I was like, I'm so excited for this view. And I'm just going to trust and I'm going to go with it. And my instructor coached me through everything before. So I knew it was going to happen. And he said, it's going to be like a one, two, three, and then go. So I knew I was going to be there for a bit. So I I just envisioned like absorbing it all, taking it all in, being like, what a freaking cool experience. Some people right now are doing laundry and I get to look out of a plane and see this. This is amazing. 
from that, then I was like, okay, next up, I'm envisioning that I'm free falling and not that I'm free falling. I envision that I am flying and I'm loving every minute of it. And I know that the free fall is about 45 to 50 seconds. So my backup, if I felt scared was to breathe through it, to breathe for 45 seconds, which I know I can do through yoga. So I had that backup plan, but as I'm envisioning, I'm just envisioning flying and being like, I get to fly today. This is so cool. And just what does flying feel like? What emotions does that bring? And I'm like, just envisioning smiling and taking it all in and loving the view, loving the experience. And then I envisioned the the parachute opening up perfectly without problem and looking out like as you, cause once you're free falling, it's, it's fast. And then in the parachute, it's a lot, seems a lot slower compared to before. And you're upright instead of in that flying mode. So I'm envisioning just like looking out And I know that the water's out there. I'm enjoying loving the water, loving the view, looking down and just being like, oh my gosh, what an experience. And then I envision us landing beautifully and safely and getting up and going right over to Mark and hugging him and high-fiving him and just being like, this was the best idea. Like, let's go celebrate over nachos and sit on a patio and just celebrate. So I kept envisioning each step by step by step. I kept rehearsing it over in my mind's eye and incorporating breath work. So just really grounding myself and keeping my nervous system regulated. I splurged on the media package. So we weren't going to do that at first. We had bought, well, Mark had obviously paid for our jumps and then uh, we weren't going to do the media packages. And then I was like, no, I'm going to splurge on this as a reminder to myself that I'm so proud of myself for living fully, for capturing this and Capturing being courageous and brave enough to do something that normally I I didn't think I could do. I told myself for years, I can do anything but this. My sister had jumped out of a plane, uh, I believe probably about six years ago, and she knows I'll do anything. But that was the one thing that I was like, I'll do anything with you, sis, but I I can't do this was the word. I can do anything, but I'm terrified of heights. I let that be my story for 41 years. And at 41, I was able to, that, that's not my story anymore. I can let that go. That's not true anymore. I got the media package to, to prove to myself that, that I can do things that I, I didn't think I could, and I could be braver and more courageous than I ever thought I could. And just really also celebrating, not letting anything hold me back. That was really, really huge. And just seeing how I could grow from that experience. So we went up and everything went exactly how I envisioned it. I was so stoked walking to the plane. I was in front of Mark and one of the first people to get on the plane. So I was like, yay, this is so exciting. And then the plane filled up and the energy in there was so awesome. Like the best energy because everybody was like high-fiving each other and like, way to go. This is awesome. Like so happy, excited, exhilarated, full of life. And I just enjoyed the plane ride up, which was about over 10 minutes, which is longer than I thought initially, but I just kept enjoying it. I wasn't, I didn't go to freak out mode or like, oh my God, I got to do this soon. It was just like, I'm doing this. I'm enjoying this. Let's go. And I was the last one on the plane because there's a lot of solo jumpers. So they get to go first. So 
they got to go. And then I got to decide if Mark was going to go first or if I was going to go first. And I wanted to see him go first because we were the only two tandem people on there. And so he went and then I was like, okay, it's my turn. Let's go. And I was there and it seemed like for, for, yeah, about one, two, three. So I counted in my head and I was like, okay, I'm looking, I'm enjoying the view and one, I'm loving, like, look at how freaking awesome this is. Like I really got excited and just absorbed it all. I know I keep saying that, but it's, I would have been so sad to do it and been so like, oh my God, this is going to be the scariest thing I ever do in my life. I'm going to close my eyes and hope that I can get through it. I didn't want to do it like that. I wanted to do it where I was fully living this experience. And that's exactly what I did. So I got to the plane. We did one, two, three. I jumped out and the free fall was my favorite part of the whole entire thing. I have never felt so free and alive. And I just kept the whole time being like, wow, <laughs> I couldn't stop saying that because it's just like, anytime I do that, it's like my, I'm so excited, like that I need to like yell, scream, woo. <laughs> and it was amazing. And then he pulled the shoot and I was just like, I feel on cloud nine. Like I have not felt an experience like this in a really long time. My whole body is just excited, happy, joyful, blissful. So I enjoyed the view and the parachute opened up. We did a few swirls at one point, which I thought was extra fun. And then we landed perfectly. And I totally said to Mark afterwards, you, you know me, you knew I could do this. Thank you for pushing me outside my comfort zone what a freaking awesome experience for us to experience together. Like it really, it really bonded us. Not that we weren't bonded before, but it was just that reminder of like, we can still have fun and be cool 20 years later. And I'm excited for the next 20 years and just really being intentional about doing things together that aren't just like going out for dinner, just really us. And so I just love that. And I loved this experience. I really did. I have so much gratitude for it. And it changed everything because now I look at everything and say, if I can jump out of a plane when I was afraid to do it, what else can I do? If I can use my spiritual practices to work through something that I didn't think I could do, what else can I work through? And I feel like the ultimate healer, manifester, and co-creator in my life. And I was just like, if I can control my mindset, I can control my life and not control my life. Cause I, I, that's not a great word, but if I can master my mindset, I can figure out how to master my life and be the greatest me that I can be in this lifetime without having obstacles or limiting beliefs or things holding me back. And that was my whole incentive for recording this podcast for you guys, because I want to share the wisdom that I acquire in hopes that, again, it inspires one person to do the thing that they've always wanted to do, or to inspire you to change that fear story that you're telling yourself about starting your business, about maybe like leaving your partner, maybe it is going after 
something, a new job, like whatever it is, we all have these things. I know because I work with people in the intuitive Reiki sessions and Oracle sessions, and I love the people that come to me. I love my clients so much because you guys, I, I believe you attract like attracts like, and you guys are the same. Like you're here because you want to grow. You want to expand. You want to cut the limiting beliefs. You want to live your life fully. You want to follow your soul's purpose and path. And I admire every single one of you for that so, so much. So huge shout out on gratitude to everybody who has come to me for healing, for women's circle, for retreat, uh, even like everybody who's listening to this podcast, because I feel like you're here too, because you are on that soul's growth journey, or you would just be listening to like, what's the one that everybody listens to, like criminal CSI or something like that. You're where you're just like, I can zone out for a bit, but you're here because you want to grow. You are here because you want to transmute fear into excitement or into empowerment or whatever it is. And the thing is that the tools are free. Breath work, free. Meditation and visualization, free. It just is the intentional piece of you connecting into your energy, emotional, mental, and physical body and, and kind of just taking the reins, allowing yourself to get into the driver's seat. That's that's it. And when your mind wants to run amok, no, not today. <laughs> We're going to look at that fear. We're going to face it head on. And if you're having a hard time with it, working with a coach to get through it, because you do not have to go this alone. You do not. I've had many of mentors in my day and who have helped me grow into the person that I am today. And it's so funny because sometimes when I'm growing through it or going through it, it looks like so slow and are we there yet? Can we not get there a little bit faster? And then you look back and in hindsight, you're like, wow. I did grow really fast. I just didn't appreciate it in the moment, in the day-to-day. -day. And so meet yourself wherever you are at today. I hope that you found this podcast episode inspiring and that you feel lit up for life. And the one question that I'll share, I was going to do this as a separate podcast, but I'm going to do this as a closing for this one, is that you can really change your life with asking that one question. So if there's something that you're fearing and you're, you don't know how to get an answer or there's something that's on your heart and you can't find clarity, ask yourself this one question and see how the answer changes or the outcomes change. And that is, if I was diagnosed with a terminally ill condition, so again, not knowing that I'm going to die, knowing I don't maybe have one week, maybe you have a month, maybe you have six months, maybe you have a year, maybe you have two years. What if that's it? How would you do your days differently? What different activities would you do? What would you add in? What would you fearlessly just go and freaking do it? That question changed a lot for me because I noticed I have a bucket list, which I call it my effing living list because I'm mindful of words. And again, I don't like thinking about being terminally ill because I don't want to put that energy out there, but it puts things into perspective. We don't know how much time we have and we take it for granted so often. And 
the idea isn't to shame for taking it for granted. The idea is to be intentional with what do you want out of this one precious life that you have? What is it that your soul wants? What would be a really fulfilling life for you? For you. And I think that's important because forever I thought of a fulfilling life to make my parents happy, to look good to my community, to prove to myself that I'm good enough. And all of those things were external. And I was able to go into after I went through my spiritual practices and say, what is a really fulfilling life to me? What is the most important thing? What are my core values? That helped. That helped me a lot to see what a fulfilling life was. And so I started to write things in my F really living list or my bucket list, if you want to call it that, things that made me feel fulfilled. And they didn't all have to be skydiving. So one was to do, uh, I called it like a sexy dance class because I wanted to, I love dancing. I have loved dancing always. I used to love to go to the bars and not because I wanted to go and drink, and but because I love dancing so, so much. And then you go to an age where it's like, I don't want to go to the bar but I miss dancing. And so that was on my list before 2020. So it's been on there for quite a while and I haven't done it. And then after the plane ride or the skydiving sesh, I met someone and they're like, oh, I do dance. And I was like, no way. I've always wanted to do that. Where do you go? And then they told me and I was like, no way. I've always wanted to do it. And so they invited me and I went and I actually did it. And I now I'm like, Wow, that nourished my soul on such a level. I am hooked. What else feels fulfilling? So it doesn't have to be about accomplishments. Like I'm going to make X amount of dollars and then I'm going to be happy. Because the honest reality is no matter how much success I achieved, it never felt fulfilling because there was always then the next level and then the next. And so I find fulfillment in where I am right now because I'm nourishing my soul. I'm nourishing my relationships. I'm nourishing my energy body. Like all of those things allow me to feel really fulfilled. And then everything else works itself out. And I saw that somewhere. If you're trying to make a lot of money or do this, stop focusing on the money. Start focusing on the things that light you up, that you're passionate about, that you're good at. And everything else will fall into play. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's how I'm finding fulfillment through taking the dance class and through renting the cottage with my husband. And even though it rained all weekend, we found fulfillment in each other's company, in meditating together, in healing and pulling cards and like connecting on a soul level that honestly, I didn't think that you could experience love in that way. And I'm so grateful for it. And that's fulfilling to me. And so I would be inclined to get you guys to do a little exercise where you journal out what is a fulfilling life? Are there any fears holding you back from that? If you knew that you had a limited amount of time on here, what things have you been putting off that you would get done right now? What things are on your list that you can you can easily do right now? You just have to be brave enough to sign up. Oh my gosh, before that first dance class, I was excited, but also scared because I was like, what if I mess up? What if everybody else is good? 
do I have the right shoes? Do I have the right outfit? Do I, da, 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 like all of the questions. And I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to be like a kid again and just shake my little booty and like have so much fun. And if I mess up, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to be a beginner's mindset kind of person. And it was awesome. And now there, there's so many other things that are on my list that I'm going to be just doing because I really want to live a full, fulfilling life. So that is the take-home message here to write your list, what what works for you, because every single person is different. And that's the beautiful part of life is that you get to co-create what you want and what lights your heart and soul on fire. Again, thank you so much for being here, for listening, for tuning in, for supporting. I know it's been a little bit since I put an episode out. I was really working on my own healing and growth and just giving myself the time and space to take that and need and meet those needs and honor them. And I'm so excited to be back and to be sharing this. And if you are local, we have two women's circles this month. We have May 10th. That's a Wednesday from seven to nine and Tuesday, May 25th, I believe the Tuesday. So yes, May 10th is Wednesday, seven to nine. And then May 25th, the Tuesday, 7 to 9. Both are on my Instagram at Pam underscore Raka. You can just click the link in bio and get those. We are also doing a Reiki share this month, which is super exciting. Lots of fun things coming into fruition. And we have our retreat. If you are looking for a two-day getaway, spiritual wellness and healing, reach out if that feels aligned. And also if you feel like you've been blocked and you would love a little bit of either one-on-one soul coaching or so a one-on-one session or a package coaching package session, we can also do that too. I'm here to help and to serve and to educate and inspire. So have the most amazing week and you'll be hearing more from me in the coming weeks. If you enjoy this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could share with someone who you know is going to enjoy it just as much as you did. You can also screenshot the episodes that you're enjoying and share them to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at Pam underscore Raka and the podcast at Divine Health Podcast. It's a beautiful way for us to grow this amazing community of conscious women looking to nourish their mind, body, and soul. To the people who've already left a five-star review, thank you so much. Your words matter. I appreciate you. For the people who've been tuning in each week and haven't left one yet, I would kindly ask that you take a moment if you feel called to it to drop a little love note. Let people know what sets this podcast aside from all of the other ones or just what you're enjoying with it. It allows me to see what you're enjoying so I can create more content like that. And it also helps to improve the rankings and let new people to the podcast know what it is all about. If you don't know how to do that, I have simplified that for you. So head over to my website, www.pamrocka.com. That link is in the show notes. Click the podcast tab, scroll down to where it says leave a review. It is that simple. I've also added a new feature along with all of the other freebies and goodies that I've already had on the the website. I've added now you can see each and every one of the podcasts and you can actually listen on my website. So head over there, get whatever nourishing information you need or that can benefit and help you. There's so much free content there. And my goal is for you to create a radiant, beautiful, healthy life that you love. So shine on my friends.